What's up, guys? I'm stoked to tell you the Casually Ambitious Performance Club is coming, officially launching in January of 2024. We are currently accepting new athletes who want to run far and lift heavy. This program is ideal for anybody who wants to get faster while training for a half, marathon, or ultra distance and not look like a string bean while doing it. This hybrid training style is demanding but incredibly rewarding. Beyond the fitness side, the program also offers a complete dieting plan along with mindset modules each week to keep you mentally sharp. If interested, shoot me a message on Instagram or sign up for the email newsletter in my bio for updates. I will see you guys there. This episode is brought to you by my go-to meal prep company, Flex Pro Meals. I love Flex Pro because it tastes great, first and foremost, but also the ordering page makes it easy and has all the macro and nutritional info listed out for you for every single meal. There are 35 macro balanced options starting at just $4.19, and they have next day delivery to all 50 U.S. states. High protein, low carb, keto, gluten-free, you name it, they got it. You can use code CPRICE for 40% off your first order for a limited time. That's 40%. That's huge. So check them out, Flex Pro Meals. Welcome visionaries, dreamers, and trailblazers to the Casually Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Price, and I am thrilled to embark on this journey with you. Here, we dive deep into the realms of wellness, entrepreneurship, and mindset. Let's build a life we love while loving the life we live. The adventure to a more mindful, purposeful, and casually ambitious life starts now. Are we rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. We're just going to go straight into it. I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, That's what I think. I I think that's what success is um, at its core. It's the ability to express your individual creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of the things that, you know, society, I'll say society has deemed successful are most things external, like, you know, the car you drive or, you know, the family you have. And all those things are great. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think the external results are, you know, the result of like hard work, you mm-hmm. know, and persistence or having a plan. Yet when it comes to like what's internal, it's just like, did you execute on what you wanted to do? Did the vision come, you know, cause only you have the vision, you know? So I remember sitting with you that day and you laid it all out. And so to see you go in this direction, man, big ups to you, bro. Like, well, thank you, yeah, man. Yeah, of course, of course, man. Thank you. And just to run it back a little bit, we had a conversation, I guess, two, three months ago yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. I wish we would have recorded that one. Man, cause that it was, was actually a good, good. Bro, that was a good one, man. That was a good one. <laughs> you that know, but one. that just let me know we needed to run it back yeah, and, and have, have an actual sit down. Of course, of course. Um, so tell me a little bit about you, man. How long have you been in Charlotte for? In general, mm-hmm. and then um, is Char- is Charlotte kind of the long term plan for you? You obviously set up shop here, and yeah. you got good things going yeah. on. So, Char- what's your plan? Man, I've been I've moved from New York uh, to Charlotte, 2012, September 2012. So, um, it just reached 11 years. 11 years. I love Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I love Charlotte. So, for me, originally, uh, I came down through banking. I was in the banking industry. Um, I went to school for international business and finance. Um, you know. Uh, I can speak on it now at that time. I didn't feel this way, but like, it was more of just like doing things based on, you know, Hey, how much money can I get paid? You know, the, the hamster wheel effect of like, you know, just saying, Hey, this is the route I'm going to go. This gives me paid. Not really looking at, you know, the aspect of like, does this fulfill me or does this really, you know, add to my purpose? But at that particular moment, I wasn't into that. I didn't know. I didn't tap into my purpose and all those particular things. So, um, yeah, but to answer your question, uh, Charlotte is, Long term, I love it here, man. I love it. Like to to be a part of a city that's growing, um, it's very rare, you mm-hmm. know, in 
in America, especially today, because like most cities are established already. So for us to be at a point to where we have the ability to be the decision makers, especially when it comes to business, when it comes to content, when it comes to anything, like I have to take advantage of this opportunity. You know, and I'm pretty sure you feel the same way when it comes to this particular city. It's like places can have better things, but the thing about Charlotte is like, it has a home feeling also like it also has a progressive feeling at the same time and that's very rare mm -hmm. to feel at home and to be in a progressive space to where like new things are coming new ideas new businesses new people uh so yeah charlotte's the long-term movement i'm not i'm not going anywhere how about you man um maybe not long 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 term yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, love charlotte to death yeah for me and my wife i think it's always been a little bit of a stepping stone so uh, like i think it, i like mentioned it. that to you the first time we linked yeah. up um, I'm not sure what exactly that looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just building what I can build yeah. at the time being. Yeah. See what happens, and then I'm a big advocate of go where you grow. Yeah, and, absolutely. And figure 100%. it out, right? I like that. So I like that. It's not necessarily like you have these long-term goals, yes, but yeah. it's not again having the blinders and having such limited vision where you're not yeah. open to ex uh, other opportunities. One hundred percent. So, but but I agree with you wholeheartedly that Charlotte, yeah. like abundant opportunity abundant you know abundant people can step up and instantly kind of be a voice and a presence yeah. in charlotte because mm -hmm. it's not yet so established it's not like saturated a, it's not yeah, saturated exactly. to that degree yeah it's not saturated like somebody explained to me perfectly it's like you can go to an event here in charlotte and you can literally be next to the ceo of one of the top companies and it's normal yep it's not and in other cities it's not like that like you have to 100%. pay for access and here the access is your social capital like you know getting out there getting to know people being invited to certain events things of that nature um but yeah i actually i actually do agree with your concept though on you know not limiting yourself to different opportunities i i definitely agree with that i think for me when it comes to charlotte too is like i have family here now yeah you know, raising a daughter, things of that nature, it's having different. stability is different. And so for me, Charlotte is going to always be the hub um, and just travel yeah. and just travel a lot. You know what I mean? And, and eventually, like, you know, when certain aspects of your life advance, you never know where, you know, it can take you. But to have uh, the social capital that I have here, to have something here always is important to me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. To build that foundation. So let's take a step back to you were talking about you came in through finance. Yeah. Um, you're mm -hmm. working, I assume, at a bank. Yeah. Um, you know, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. When was that transition where you kind of went off on your own? You're like, I love this, this fitness, this wellness mm -hmm. route. Mm -hmm. This is kind of where my passions lie. Yeah. What did that transition look like for you? Because it's really hard when you're getting a fat salary man, and you're man. like, man, I'm in a really good position. <laughs> Maybe you even like your job, Listen. but you're like, this isn't my my long-term passion Listen. that I want to stay in. Listen, right? it, it's exactly how you said it. Like, you know, at that moment, uh, I really didn't understand that the value of, like you said, purpose or, you know, looking at things from a more spiritual kind of standpoint, you know, um, just saying, hey, like I was more one plus one equals two, you know, like, hey, you do this, you do that. Here you go. Um, but again, you know, it got to the point and I'm so happy I caught it early because I I got into banking, luckily, at like 18 years old, you know, very early. Normally people don't get in that early. I got in that early because like a guy um, that was a banker when I was growing up eventually became a manager of a branch and he knew I was turning 18. We built a relationship since I was like 12. He was like, hey, you know what? I got, I got a job for you. So I started off as a teller. So I got in there early. I think it was just more or less like, hey, I got in. I got a good opportunity. Let me make the most out of this opportunity and just roll with it. Not really Which realizing. Bank? Uh, Chase Bank. Chase. Chase, yes. Yeah, so this is in New York, Chase Bank. Um, and so, yeah, so when I when I came down um, in, was it 2000? Yeah, 2012, I came down 
I transferred to Fifth Third Bank. Great staff, great brand. But I remember one day, bro, um, literally I'm at my desk and, you know, obviously this didn't happen in reality, but I felt this feeling of just like the rooms like caving in, swear. Like it was just like this heavy pressure. And I was just like, man, this is not for me, man. It's not like, it's not like I don't have like the impact that I want to have. And around this time, I started really getting into personal development. So this is when I got introduced to Think and Grow Rich by mm -hmm. Napoleon Hill, mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, now my mind is is operating at a different frequency of like, hey, like, you know, am I being the best version of myself? And if this environment isn't supporting that, I have to make change. So um, what happened was I actually just got into training just for the simple fact of just wanting to get out of banking. Like I was mm -hmm. like, hey, you know what? Let me try this. Let me get certified, start studying for National Academy of Sports and Medicine, NASM. And then uh, I got a job at Lifetime Fitness uh, here in Matthews and ended up loving it. And ended up just quitting banking and just went full throttle, you know? And so uh, the thing about training, when I became a personal trainer that really invoked me was more or less like the camaraderie that you can build with the person, you know? I, like, I felt like that added, that was like, that spoke to more of my strengths than mm -hmm. anything. You know, being able to sit here and converse about life, about anything, you know, while at the same time helping this person start to do preventative measures for their health. You know, it was like a win-win situation, you know? So, um, like I said, it kind of happened on accident, but the way it happened, how it happened, I'm happy, you know, just taking that leap of faith and saying, hey, let's go, let's roll with it. So it was mm -hmm. cool, it was good. So you transitioned to, it's Lifetime? Yeah, Lifetime Fitness. Lifetime yeah. Fitness. Amazing and, brand. And I can speak to your your ability, you're just very personable, yeah. easy to talk to. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as we had coffee yeah. for the first time, I'm like, you just have this presence, this uh -huh. warmness about you it, that, that I really appreciate. And appreciate it's it. just, you know, refreshing. Yeah. It almost fills my cup up to talk to you just it. because appreciate you have that warm presence, which is awesome. It's appreciate rare, it. appreciate rare it. to find appreciate people it. like that. Appreciate it. But you have that transition and then, you know, you maybe start to catch the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial bug a little yeah. bit where you're like, you know what? Yeah. This is a great place to maybe get some experience in the mm -hmm. industry and work one-on-one -on -one with clients, learn the ropes a little bit. But I could do this myself Absolutely, and 100%. I could take it a step further and build something with that. So what did that look like for you yeah. when you were building that? Oh um, man, it, it, I, I owe everything to um, like the mentors I've had, um, the people who the random coffee, you know, dates I've had with, you know, my peers or, you know, people I've looked up to because I've been, you know, very fortunate to come across information that has helped me change my mindset. You know, one thing I, I heard a quote one time and it says, information changes situations. And so again, tapping into the Think and Grow Rich aspect, um, then tapping into financial books. Um, have you heard of uh, Robert Kiyosaki? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, like the four quadrants he oh, talks yeah. about. Yeah, so, you know, like, transferring from the employee to the business owner. And, and this you know, is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Yeah, Rich right? Dad, Poor Dad, okay. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Well, actually, you know what? He talks about it in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He actually goes more exclusive in it. He has like a real estate book that really, really like talks about it extensively, but you okay. can't find it in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And so going, uh, looking at that four quadrant and going from the employee to the business owner, like to me, it made it made all the sense. And at that particular time, when I really dived into entrepreneurship, I was around 25, 26. And so I was like, if I don't do this now. <laughs> How old are you now? I'm 33 right now, okay. 33, yep. So um, if I don't do this now, I'm gonna one, regret it later, you know? But then two, you know, it's 
how can you ignore something that's so obvious? I'm, I'm reading this information. It would literally like be me ignoring like my higher self and saying like, hey, bro, like you got it. And so um, really, and but how it happened was actually, uh, again, just something forced my hand, but I always think things happen for a reason at the particular time. So um, I created, I was actually working at Lifetime. I created a sales page for my online training. And at this time, this is 2016, Online training wasn't where it was today in 2016. It was it was picking up, but there still was a very limited number of people who were actually going full fledged with it. And I saw the potential of it. You know, I ended up buying a program for like five thousand dollars, a coaching program, how to get everything started. Um, and so I was like locked in. I was like, Lifetime Fitness isn't offering this. This is a service that I can offer people. Somehow, some way, man, my, my district manager came across my page. I don't know how he got to my page, bro. I really don't. And we're actually really, really cool. So um, we're both big uh, Michigan football fans. Go mm -hmm. Blue, by the way. Um, we're both big Michigan football fans. So we're really cool. So he came across my page. Um, this is December 2015. He said, uh, he's like, hey, bro, I came across your page. He was like, you know, I have to cover my ass. So, you know what I mean? I know we're cool, but um, I can't allow you to like, you know, sell that if you're going to go that route just let me know but you can't work here at the same time and i got his perspective he's like hey i know we don't offer that but it can be kind of like you offering people that in here like under and our what particular... were you offering that they didn't offer so, so at that particular moment it was very simple it was very just like online programming something that was going to be like a monthly membership um, our program for you i was at that particular moment i wasn't licensed in nutri uh, nutrition services yet so it was very basic but it came with an app um the very early days of trainerize um it came with everything that you needed for that particular moment people just i just wanted to offer something extra one you know i'm thinking more like an entrepreneur now entrepreneur now too but i wanted to just create something that had residual income you know so if, mm -hmm. to me i got it to the point to where i had a hundred people paying me this is the early days 29.99 a month you know what i mean that's sick that's significant money you know extra two thousand dollars plus a month For you sure. know when you're an entrepreneur you're grinding things of that nature you know so going back to the story he saw it and he said hey bro i'm gonna give you a couple weeks and you know i'm gonna like give you a couple weeks to like you know just kind of decide on what you want to do and funny story i ended up going to uh, elevation church for a new year's event with my mom and so i'm there and the pastor said something so vividly to me and it just it just kind of made me like say hey this is a decision but something also happened after that as well but he, he mentioned he was like hey life is like a slingshot you know sometimes you know it pulls you back to accelerate you forward even more, you know? And so for me, it was gonna be the loss of these amenities, the loss of this amazing brand that I work for, the loss of these clients, but I might be without for a little while, but it's gonna prepare me for it even more. And that's exactly, you know, what it did. So um, it was amazing, man. I think like certain things just have to happen to you or you have to be put in a position to, to make moves. And that, that's what I did. I was like, you know what, like at the end of the day, I still have these skills that I've built so I can go out and do anything. And uh, I've been doing that now for probably like almost going on eight years now. Mm -hmm. Eight years, man. Eight years. So yeah, eight years full-time entrepreneur. Man. That's phenomenal. Yeah, man, sure. I love that story. I love the slingshot yeah. uh, metaphor. Mm -hmm. And there's oftentimes those crossroads in life where there's the risky option mm -hmm. yeah. and then there's the safe option. Absolutely. And, you know, depending on what season of life you're in yeah. sometimes that's a damn hard decision man, man. right 
um, it probably was a little bit easier for you at that time. Were you single at the time? And like, um, yeah, actually, you know what's so crazy is like I was single, then became engaged a couple years later. Okay, you know, um, yeah. So it was, it, it's definitely easier. Um, it was easier because like that my then current uh, my my then fiance was uh, doing uh, nursing, but she was traveling mm. nursing. So I got the free time to actually put the work in. You know, I got the free time to do this, do that. So it definitely my situation at that time favored me a yeah. lot, a lot, yeah. a lot. But it's definitely a grind. So at that time, did you have the Lab 243 branding or yeah. did that come with time? It was actually, it came with time. It yeah. came with time. Like, so the Lab 243 came, um, I wanted, we started Lab 243 in 2019. Okay. So literally it was at first just my personal training company. It was like it was Pat just, James yep, Fitness or yep, something. Because it was Pat James training at first and, you know, talking you, to uh, branding just coaches. Move the mic a little bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Talking to branding coaches, things of that nature. Um, I wanted to take my name away from it. Yep. You know, I wanted to have it have the ability to grow without me if that was ever the case. You know, so I took the Pat James away uh, and just, yeah, rocked with the Lab 243 and it's been rocking ever since. And so um, it's definitely evolved, um, and especially to where it is now. Um, a big project that uh, me and my business partner, Jordan, are working on, man, is amazing. So uh, we definitely are full fledged in like corporate wellness right now. Nice. Just corporate wellness. So uh, we got some good leads coming in and we realized like this, the the, the capacity of wellness and how we want to do it. Uh, this is the route that we're, that we're locked in. So we're just committed and we're rolling. Yeah. Rolling, rolling. Speak to me about when you brought a partner on, yeah. when you guys linked up mm -hmm. and why you decided to do that. Yeah. Because maybe his strengths play to your weaknesses. And that's exactly how it works. Um, so it's crazy how partnerships start. So Jordan is a, is a brother of mine, man. Like our, we have daughters that are around the same age, four years old. Uh, we instantly connected when we met. Um, this was uh, I'll probably say 2017, 2018. And we knew we always wanted to do something with each other. So actually during COVID, we actually uh, attempted to flip a home together. So it didn't even start in the fitness space. And he's actually um, in the fitness space. He's been in the fitness space for over 10 years as well. Okay. Um, he's a co-owner of one of the rock boxes here in Charlotte. And so uh, we tried to flip a home. Through that process, I think we learned so much about each other. You know, in terms of like, you know, his strengths, my weaknesses, uh, vice versa, things of that nature. And it took our brothership. It took our brotherhood from just being brothers to like actual business partners. I actually trust you. I, you know, trust this process uh, because that deal did not go good at all. Mm -hmm. And we had a contractor who uh, basically just, you know, did his dirty, mm. you know, did his dirty. Um, so we had to take a loss. But I think we learned more than anything, the commitment that we have for each other. You know, it's like, hey, listen, we both taking this loss. We're going to man up and take this loss. So that actually helped us realize that we can actually be business partners. And so that actually converted us to, you know, him coming up abroad on Lab 243. Uh, he's a co-owner, even though, you know, I found the company. I was like, hey, bro, this is just as much yours as it is mine. Uh, we keep our personal training separate, but we do have a corporate wellness company uh, to where- There's that slingshot coming yeah, back. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Absolutely. hundred percent. And it goes right back to that. So uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's been amazing to like have someone who is like that, who has, you know, a, a similar vision, but similar to your story as well. Like we've had to have certain segments or certain parts of our company go a separate way, you know? And, um, and so like, you know, for instance, like the YouTube branding, like I'm going uh, my, my own direction in that route. You know, and mm -hmm. so he's going to go a different route when it comes to athletic training. But we also have certain things that we do together. So like you mentioned earlier, it's about finding your vision, but at the same time, understanding that you can have tough conversations to say, hey, I want to go this route. I want to go this route while also still working together. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's been a beautiful relationship. Yeah, man. So definitely on. Yeah. 
I remember, I think it was October where you were doing, was it October when yeah. you did your 30 days? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you did yeah. uh, 90, 90, 90 days. 90, so 90. is it still going on? Or no, no, no. I ended uh, October 18th. I ended probably like a couple weeks after I talked to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, 90 yeah. days. Damn. 90 so, days. okay. Let me, let me remember. Let me see how much of this I remember. No drinking. No drinking. No sex. No sex. No weed. No weed. Meditation every, every day. day. Yep. Sending messages of gratitude every day. Every day. Yep. And there was one more thing. Or maybe two. Um, what was it? Was it no sex? No, no, I think that was it. That, that was, was it. it. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No okay. sex, no so weed. So it started at 30 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was like life changing yeah. for you. And you're right. like, all right, let's keep it going. Right. Talk to me about that process. Like yeah. what prompted you to start yeah. that and then continue it? You know, it's, you know, it's so crazy, man. Quite a few things prompted me. So there was a, there's a guy, his name is, has a great brand. Um, He's an entrepreneur. Um, His name is, is, is. Instagram name is Prince O'Donnell. I don't know his first name, but his name okay. is Prince O'Donnell. And he was actually doing something similar. And, you know, so I, the idea sparked from him kind of. I was like, okay, like, I, I like that. I like that. You know, something just, you know, just straightforward, straight to the point. And, you know, so I've been thinking about it for a while. But what actually happened, man, this past summer, being completely honest, uh, went through like a little tough breakup, you know. Um, and it was, it was very, a very amicable breakup. But, you know, when you have you know, uh, uh, a vision or an idea of someone being in your life and then that switches or that transfers over. Like, it's just, it's tough mentally. So for me, me personally, I was like, you know what? Like, let me start this now, middle of the summer, um, something that's going to keep me focused because, you know, at that particular time, you know, in the summertime, everybody's out, everybody's drinking, you know, women are half naked everywhere we go, things of that nature. I didn't want to be subdued to, you know, going through something and then coping in a way that wasn't healthy. You know, so I was like, hey, you know what? Let me put myself up to the challenge. So I was like 30 days, no sex, no weed, you know what I mean? No drinking, just something to like, you know, heal in the proper way instead of like, you know, thinking about past relationships where you heal in a negative way. Uh, once the 30 days got complete, I was like, you know what? Like, this was amazing. Like, So in that 30 day stretch, I've made more money than any 30 day stretch all year. You know, wow. the clarity I had, um, the sense of, you know, just progression, all those particular things. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me, let me, let me stretch it to 90. Like if 30 did that, like I know 90 would not only challenge me, but I know 90 would bring like amazing results. And so, um, man, listen, like not only did it, did it bring out business, it brought out opportunities. Um, it also healed previous, you know, dynamics and relationships. Um, it also affected the relationships that I currently have in terms of with my family, friends, uh, being able to spend more time, you know, being able to have tough conversations, being more aware of the people in your life. Like, and that's what those gratitude messages were for. Like, in the morning, I would have to think about like, okay, who is somebody different I can talk, I could say thank you to today. And then by doing that, you're like, man, like, like, man, this person was once in my life every day. Let me reach out to them, you know? And so like it helped on all fronts and it's also encouraged me to do like two 30 day stints a year, you mm -hmm. know? So like I'll pick like, you know, maybe a fall or a spring and say, hey, you know, 30 days just because of like what it did. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's crazy how like, you know, I want. I don't want to use the word tragedy, but like, not so good things in your life sparks actually something like amazing to happen. You know, so yeah, that's how it happened. Out of those five things, which one was the most impactful for you? Do you think mm. anyone stand out the most? Mm. I think for me, um, it had to be it had to be the no weed aspect. You know, so for me, uh, once in a while, I'll take an edible or you know. If I'm at an event, you know, and friends are like smoke, I'll, I'll smoke. You know what I mean? Like, so the thing about it for me was like, it's this piece of 
clarity that I, I didn't realize I was fogging my brain with, you know, and even though it's very seldom that I do it, it's just like it sets you back days, you know, and even though like it's, it's so harmless to me, I realized like it's not something for me. You know what I mean? And so from that particular aspect, I had to like really cancel that particular piece like out of my life, you know, from that particular notion. So um, that was big for me. And I will say what what was a fairly tie was the sex piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I realized how um, a lot of decisions I would make, um, especially single decisions, you know, us guys, you know, everything's pertaining to sex. It is. Like, you know, when it comes to drinking, when it comes to, you whether know, you want to admit out, it or whether not, whether you want to admit it yeah. or not, like the way 100%. you look, everything gets pertained to sex. Like we look for uh, the admiration of, you know, the person that we're trying to, you know, admire, whatever the case may be. Um, so doing that, but also show me and this is just uh, from a male perspective, um, there's no need to chase. Like I probably in that span of 90 days had more women interested in me in that 90 days than I've ever had. I believe it. Isn't that crazy? I believe it. I, like it's wild. And, and you're more aware of noticing signs like of like flirtation. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> oh, like it's just like you, I'm telling you, man, it's, it was the most clarity. And the thing about it is just like, there's a difference between chase and pursue. Hmm. You know what I mean? If, you, if, you, if you're if you interested in somebody, pursue them. You know what I mean? But when it comes to like the actual chasing part, uh, the actual putting that, you know, adoration of a female above your goals, above like the things that you need to get done, you know, like, nah, like, yeah. no, you know, you, yeah. you don't need to do that. Like, you know, like, like, I do believe that like women are attracted to someone who actually is putting their purpose and their mission first, because you can see like work ethic that way. You can see, you know, real personality that way. But these are things that men were not taught, mm-hmm. you know, we're taught to chase, 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 until you figure it out. Like actually that's not, you know, most things that you chase actually run. So, you know, <laughs> real talk. So, yeah, but it worked out. What's your philosophy around working with with clients and, and yeah. individuals? So, like, you know, it's easy to say, um, I'm a personal trainer. Yeah. I help you with diet. I help you with fitness. Right. I help you with mindset and all mm-hmm. these things. But just after talking to you, I know that, that there's so much more depth to it yeah. than that with yeah. you. Yeah. And so when you're taking somebody on one-on-one, yeah. what are the primary pieces that you focus on? I know mm-hmm. a big part of that with you is mindset. Yeah, mindset. So how do you tap into yeah. that with some of these clients that you have? Uh, so every every client is different, you know, and um, this was, I, I love being a trainer because like it's like a blessing in disguise. It helps you to really be a person who, who knows how to handle different personality types. And so... What's so important is those first two weeks, you mm-hmm. know, really, you know, having, you know, workouts uh, that show consistency, but at the same time, having conversations that revolve around everything but fitness, you know? So like, I like to just talk to them about their life in general, you know, offer advice, or if it's somebody that I can learn from, you know, ask for advice and, you know, do that process of just listening and focusing on like active listening. You get to see what a person, like does to to get them like either motivated or what helps them adhere to the goal at hand you know and everybody's different some people like a text every day you know some Mm -hmm. people like you to send very motivational philosophical videos things of that nature i'll test it out you know no matter what Um, but to me the my philosophy is the relationship first you know a person has they don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care Mm. and so you know showing and showing that I'm interested in the things that they find valuable. And by through that process, I'm actually able to learn about things that I've never would have learned about, you know? So I have a bunch of clients who have turned to like big sisters, big brothers, mentors, 
like just off of the strength of just asking them questions. And so, um, like you said, mindset is huge. Um, but before the mindset, like, you know, I would say the relationship, you know, just making sure that we have like a very solid relationship. I could depend on you. You can depend on me. I'm here for you. You're here for me. And that helps not only with referrals, but that helps them take in the information that I'm actually giving them. That helps them listen more. That helps them say, hey, like this person cares about me. So what he's saying about my nutrition is valid, like, you know, because he mm -hmm. actually cares. So yeah, the relationship would be the biggest piece. So I assume you, you built your business off of those relationships, yeah. word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth. Would yep, you say? Yep, yep, yep. So how do you take that strategy yeah. and scale it to yeah. something like corporate yeah. wellness? So where, where I'm at, I'm at, a, I'm at a crossroads right now to where like, I love what I do. I love what I do. I love the one-on-one -on -one feel. Um, but like you mentioned, like, in order to grow a company to where you want it to grow, it has to scale at some sort. So the one-on-one -on -one personal training piece isn't scalable. So taking the skill sets and also using the skill sets of other practitioners in their particular field, we said, hey, let's create a company that revolves around not only what we do, but what other practitioners do, but just under our umbrella. Mm -hmm. And so how we would scale that is like, you know, you, you know, when it comes to corporate wellness, you're having contracts with corporations and for whatever services they want you to serve on, you create custom programs for that. Um, the way you scale at this particular uh, instance is, you know, leveraging the work that you've done previously, similar to maybe, um, a success story of a previous client mm -hmm. using that to get another client. You know, but then also too, seeing how you can replicate yourself with other companies. So say for instance, if we get a contract, let's say we have a contract with Chase Bank. How can I be replicated when Bank of America wants to come in and have a contract? You know, hypothetically speaking, you know, um, that's a lot of SOPs. That's a lot of, you know, making sure that, hey, we have the right practitioners in place. And so for me, it's working with other people and using my skill sets and my know-how in business uh, to just help scale a company at large, stuff like that. So mm -hmm. like it's, it's going well, um, a lot to learn, a lot to sure. learn, a lot to learn, but I'm excited. I, I want the challenge of like learning and being a leader of people, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, recognizing who can I learn from, you know, and bringing people onto the team that know more about business than I do, you know? And so uh, I think that's the next challenge for me in life right now. Are you a very goal oriented person? Super. Yeah. Super, super, super. So how often do you typically set goals? Are you yeah. do, setting goals like on a daily, weekly, yeah. monthly mm -hmm. basis? Yeah. And then how did it look for 20, 2023 yeah. as far as what goals you set and what you actually achieved? Yeah. And then in 2024, this is kind of a personal question, yeah, yeah, but yeah, curious yeah. like what you're striving yeah. for and what, what you think that you could do better that you mm, didn't execute on I, maybe I in 2023. It. I love it, I love it. So uh, I'll start with 2023. So 2023, um, met a financial goal of mine. So I was happy about that. You know what I mean? Definitely eclipsed my uh, my total revenue from the previous year. Uh, so that was good. Um, in terms of goal setting, um, what I do is like, I, li I like to break things down like yearly, but then break them down quarterly. But then even after quarterly, I break them down like daily. And so like I had this, uh, I, I wouldn't call it a negative habit, but it's a habit of like looking at the bigger picture too much without breaking the thing down day by day. You know, and so for me, my goal is to complete the task list daily because I know a bunch of today's make a tomorrow, you mm -hmm. know, and so I have this set list and I focus on that list. And that list also keeps me present because I can fixate on previous problems or I can fixate on what tomorrow may look like. So, hey, I have this goal. 
I break that goal down into like a 30 day calendar. Uh, this is great for chat GBT, by the way. Mm. All right. So what I'll do is like, I've, I've actually gotten even better at it. I'll write my goal out and say, Hey, I need, I need a 30 day action step plan to, to finish this goal. Sick. And so I'll take some of what chat GBT has kind of implement my own thing and just execute on it. Like most people, the, oh my, did you, have you ever heard this quote? I forgot who it was from, but basically it's, um, it's like, you don't need the perfect plan. You just need a plan. Mm -hmm. And if you just go, you're going to make some progress. And that progress is going to tell you where you need to dictate next. Like, mm -hmm. so the plan isn't the problem. The thing about it is I think people are trying to find the perfect plan. And then even after they execute on that plan for a short amount of time, and they don't see any change. They like veer off, you know? And so for me, it's like, no, I have this thing that I need to do today. And I'm going to do that thing today. And let isn't that the be. exact same thing as getting a trainer? Is just creating yeah. structure. It's Without structure. the structure, you go to shit. Absolutely. But if you have the structure and you have a little bit of accountability, boom. 100%. 100%. Structure right. creates freedom. You, you, you don't know where the freedom is if you don't create the structure behind it. Easier said than done. Mm -hmm. I will say that. It's not like something that I'm, I'm perfect at or anything, but um, I use certain metrics. Like there's an app called Productive. Have you heard of that app before? Yeah. You yeah. put me on it last yeah, oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah. So to me, I love that app because it gives me percentages mm. of like how efficient are you actually being? You know, and when I have something that I can measure, that's cool. I can say, hey, am I being lazy in this area or am I putting too much on my plate? You know, then I need to. And it, it also helps you scale back because I think that's also a, a, a trait of entrepreneurs is trying to do so much that particular day or that particular week. When in reality, it's just like, hey, like, you know, this is good enough for right now. You know, mm -hmm. add this on because like if you add more, are you really making it quality or are you really focused on just the quantity of things? You know, so, yeah. I like that you brought that up because I'm somebody too. I'm like, all right, let's knock out the big. I try mm -hmm. to do a big three of the day. Okay, and if, I, yeah. if I can knock out all three of those, I've had a phenomenal yeah. day. But sometimes right. I fall into the trap of like adding more or like yeah, these yeah, three yeah. things are too ambitious to knock out in a day. Right. And you're kind of setting yourself up for a little bit of failure. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because you know it's unrealistic, but you stick it on there anyway. Yeah. And then it kind of just compounds where it's like it doesn't get done that day or the next day because it's so ambitious exactly. maybe exactly so breaking it down and being like just getting little wins on a daily basis yeah. i think is so so important mm -hmm. and just marking it off it's more of a mental checkbox than anything mm -hmm. but i found where i do love the the big three thing yeah. that's kind of what, yeah. what i what structure i use um, but i've had to dial it back a little bit and be like okay let's be more realistic with what right. we're getting done because i need to mentally have that that check mark because it's like you build momentum mentally in in mental fortitude by just getting a little bit of win yeah. every day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's something I've been I've been working with. How, so. how how is that? Like so, those big three. Do you have like a certain time frame? Like, do you know how much those big three? How much time that consumes from you on a day to day basis? I ideally I want the the big three to take you know like seventy to eighty percent of my time the for the day, okay. and okay. then the other stuff is just little little stuff you need to knock out like to do lists items with it, the it, other twenty percent. But it. most things in life, dude, I'm like 80, 20. 80, 20. 20. 80. So how's that work? So are you getting the big three done at an efficient rate? I like the big three. What I, I like to, that concept. What I, like I try that. to do is knock them out first and foremost, got first it, thing of the day. And so right. this has changed for me. I used to. 
And this is another thing I'll, I'll touch on a little bit. You put me on like the 5 a.m. club, the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm a big, big believer in, in waking up early and just yeah. getting shit knocked out. Yeah. Right? So nowadays, since I'm doing endurance training, that's what I knock out first because it's uh, the hardest thing of my day. Absolutely, absolutely. But prior to that, I used to wake up 4.30, get working by 5, and then be able to have 5 to basically 8 of that quiet time. That is a superpower right there. Yep. If you're building a business, that that Listen, three hours every single day. Amazing. It's crazy. It's amazing. But I don't have that anymore because now I'm doing endurance training. So I yeah. need to find a way to still be productive. Right. So as soon as I finish my training, then I come back and then I'll dive into that like two to three hours of like solo quiet time. I put my phone on do not disturb yeah. and I try to just knock out as much as I can of those big three items every single day. Because you want to get a check check mark for the day as early as you can. 100%. Because the rest of the day, you'll, you'll feel great. You'll probably get extra stuff done. But, like, there's no pressure. Yeah. And you know that you knocked out the most important thing that you needed to knock out. Absolutely. So Absolutely. That's kind of how I think Absolutely. about no, it. No, I like that, too. Like, do the heavy loading first. Yes. Heavy loading first and, like, allow the rest of the stuff. It, allow the day to get easier as you Yeah, progress. because your yeah, brain yeah. is not increasing in juice and productivity yeah, as the day goes all. on. It's decreasing. You're, yeah. you're you know, using up that 100% that you that have every single is, day. is depleted right? by a certain point, especially depending on, like, what you do out there. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So, like, you're waking up. What time is your wake-up call? 4.30. 4.30. What time are you hitting and running? Um, so, I'm trying to get at the gym. So, I lift first. Yeah. So, I'll try to get to the Y right on the dot at 5. Yeah. It doesn't always happen. But between 5 and 5.30, I start my workout at the gym. Right. Work out there for an hour. Then immediately go into my run because yeah. it's just conducive to endurance. 100%. So, run for an hour after that. Then I got two workouts in before your ass woke up. Yeah. So, I, you know, not you. But like, no, no, but for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah seriously. You know? yeah. And I'm like, if, if I can do that, you know, I don't have to do it every single day. But if yeah. I can do that five days a week for, you know, compounding, bro. Solid, I mean, man. I got two wins in and got my two workouts done, my hardest things of the day before and, you even clocked in or before you even woke and up. And that's, that's what people are always, people ask me that. Like, they're like, why do you wake up so early? And I was just like, hey, but like. By the time it's 12 noon, I'm eight hours into the day and oh, I've yeah. knocked out so much stuff, yeah. so much stuff. And the beauty to me, and this is a very underrated aspect of entrepreneurship, is like once you get your business to a certain point, like you can take a nap midday. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, a big napper? Well, what? Are if you? I can get like 20 minutes <laughs> in. power nap. There's <sighs> magic in the power nap. I'm going to butcher this word, but uh, is it binaural? I don't know. The binaural sound? Have you heard of that? No. You haven't heard of that? Have you heard of, um, oh, this guy's amazing. You've heard of this guy before too. Have you heard of the On It brand? Yeah. Aubrey so, Marcus? Aubrey Marcus, yeah. Yes. So he has a book. Um, he wrote maybe like four or five years ago. Um, damn, I'm going to get you the name of the book. But he has this these binaural sounds. So these are sound waves hmm. that you, know, you can listen to and they put you in states of focus, put you in states of sleep, all these particular okay. things. So like I'll go on Spotify. They have it on Apple Music as well. Um, you can just search uh, binaural sound sleep. And I'll put that on for like two minutes, like set my timer at like 21. So never, I never want to go over like 21 minutes. Hmm. It seems like it's a perfect standpoint. Like I'll wake up a little bit energized totally ready to just like to hit the second half so of the day. So you go to sleep within two minutes, you can fall I, asleep? I can definitely go to sleep within two minutes, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Because my, my alarm goes off every day, 4.30, 4.45. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm up, you know, and yeah, that's like, a good point. I'm up, you know, my first client's at uh, 5.30. Mm -hmm. So like I have to have to be alert, you know, things of that nature. And my morning routine um, is always like, I'll go to the gym, I'll, uh, the home gym here, I'll go to the gym and knock out 100 pull-ups, 100 push-ups, 
five minutes of cardio. That's my wake up routine. That's like a coffee for me. That's from uh, 5 a 5 a.m. club, the book. It's, it's similar. Like get a little similar. bit of physical activity yep, in. Yep. Yep. Get a little bit of physical activity in, um, but just to get those endorphins going. Mm -hmm. um, and so like that helps me like, you know, feel like those like that high level of like focus and intensity like you know for the first few hours of my day so and then i'll get my workout in between like you know 10 and 12 o'clock mm -hmm. yeah so um i'm definitely key on the the morning routine um so like i know why you feel the way you feel when you say hey like let me get up let me do that hardest thing first you know there's a reason why there's, there's all reason. these books on the on the perfect morning routine and wake up because you can just you can literally get an extra day into your week if yeah. you get up a couple hours early an extra day but it all depends on what time you go to bed right what time you go to sleep that's another thing too is everybody's talking about like man i can't get to sleep i i have struggle sleeping yeah, yeah, yeah. if you wake up at 4 4 35 every day you will not have trouble sleeping i want to tell you that right now you won't you sleep like a baby so i try to be in bed by nine asleep yeah. by 9 30 okay. okay and i'm fortunate because my yeah. wife's the same way she likes a nice early that's bedtime. Key. so we, that's we key. both get in bed read a little bit reading puts me right to sleep that is key that and is key. again like if you have a structure and a system where you're waking up early but you're also able to go to bed early you will sleep like a baby yeah yeah, yeah. i promise that's key. you that that's key no it's true it's like like if you start your day early your body's going to want to end the day early mm -hmm. so you're going to trust me you're going to want to go to sleep at like 8 39 so i'm similar i try to be in the bed by like 9 45 10. yeah um knocked out sleep and, um, and you're shooting for seven hours a night i'm shooting for seven seven to eight um for me you know the one thing that like uh like at night that i've, I've just i've had to this is the only time i have to to do it and uh, it's something that i picked up as like a passion project so um, i'm a big house music fan big okay. house music fan so um actually picked up djing man as like a That's hobby right. i remember like, yeah just yeah. a hobby just like something to be creative like i need i need a creative outlet that's separate from my my career you know something that i have nothing to do with at all um and so learning it has been one of the most amazing things man first of all i have much respect for djs like mm it's not easy mm -hmm. at all it's, it's not, not just easy. getting up there and flipping it's not man and... like like the timing uh your music catalog um just learning the controls of the dj controller itself mm -hmm. um reading the crowd like i'm nowhere near that type of level but uh taking courses uh it's been actually a really really cool experience so um the time that i have to insert to that and again breaking it down i just have 30 minutes of practice each day 30 minutes of practice each day, but, but like, I have to knock out work stuff first throughout the day. Yep. So I kind of use that as a reward system. I'm saying, okay, you know what? If I complete a hundred percent of my, my tasks today, I got 30 minutes That's of cool. DJing, you know what I mean? And so it kind of motivates me mm -hmm. to kind of do this thing that I'm interested in, you know? So yeah, so it works out, but yeah, I'm the same way. You get to bed early. Um, nothing's really going on past nine o'clock anyway. No. no. Mm -mm. So do you even struck, like you structure in, this 30 minutes a day, like when do you typically do it? Yeah. Is it like from eight to eight thirty is when I do this? So from that is usually from like eight forty five to like nine fifteen. That's structured. Where that's you're structured. like eight forty five yeah. comes around, well, I gotta do it. I wanna do it that way because like so my daughter, she goes to bed uh between like eight, eight forty five. Okay, gotcha. All right, so we wanna stick with that. So like that'll be the time where I don't have to worry about her. That'll be time I can just put these headphones on and mm -hmm. just zone out. I feel like that out. would get you hyped before bed too, because you're it, just it, like in it there. It would. You know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. I think it does. It it, it does alert me yeah. a, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like by that by that time, again waking up at four thirty, like like my body's just like it's over. Like mm -hmm. it's it's time to go to bed. Mm -hmm. You know. So um, I try to in the weekends try to do that earlier in the day. Um, but like you know during the weekday, at least two three days of practice. You know, and mm -hmm. then um. 
you know, me and my daughter's mom, we have a great schedule uh, with our daughter. Uh, so we have 50% custody split of our daughter. So there are days, also evenings where I don't have my daughter as well. Yeah. And so it works out like that. So uh, for us having uh, an amazing co-parenting relationship, like we're able to pick up hobbies and we're able to do these particular things. So um, I want to give big kudos to her. Like it definitely helps me, you know, uh, lock into things that I want to lock into and vice versa. So works yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. I know you're an avid reader. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about, so it's easy. I'm not going to say it's easy to be an avid reader, but you know, it's not that hard to read a lot of books. What's yeah. hard is to implement the books into your life. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like I would rather read 10 books a year yeah. and actually implement them. Mm -hmm. When last year I read 50 books for the yeah. year. That was one of my goals. Yeah. 50 books for 52 weeks. And I did it, but I felt like I didn't really retain all that you, much. You, there's no way to retain that. Right. There's no way because it's, it's like it's, it's new information. It was cool that I hit the goal, but yeah. I'm like, okay, this year, new goal, like find 10 impactful books that you're yeah. able to implement into your yeah. life. Is that how you yeah. think about it? And then how do you actually go about strategically saying, okay, these are the things I need to yeah. actually act on and, mm -hmm. and implement into yeah. my day to day. So when I first got into reading, I, I basically was the same way you were. Like I was reading a plethora of books but realizing like, okay, there's, there, it's, it's a great feeling in picking up a new book and saying, hey, I've got it done, you know? But that's more of our ego. Like, cause mm -hmm. if you really think about it, like what did you implement from that particular book? You know, so um, I actually stopped buying books. And so I have a, I have a, a, like a ton of personal development books that I say, hey, I'm gonna go back through each of these books again at my own pace and implement these particular things. Mm -hmm. Like, so I haven't purchased a personal development book probably like within like the last year or so. And I'm going back through every one, you know, and just saying, hey, how can I implement this? So right now, uh, my my structure with books is always something personal development, something business. So um, I'm pretty sure, you know, Alex Ramosi, mm -hmm. uh, he has a hundred million dollar lead book that I'm reading right now. And um, I'm actually going over, um, Right now, uh, there's a book. Um, I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, it's not. A, it's it's a it's a foreign name. But uh, basically, it's more of um, I would say more of a stoicism book mm -hmm. based on current principles and life things of that nature. I forgot the name, but um, but yeah, basically for me, uh, right now it's you know always having something business related, then always having something personal development related. So uh, stoicism has been a thing for me for like, and honestly, since I started the challenge, that has actually been huge in terms of like my growth, in terms of like you know my perception on things. So um, to answer your question originally, like yeah, like no 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 more overload mm -hmm. of just reading a book just to read it. Like what are you taking from this book and how can you implement it in your life? Yeah. Do you so, ever just read for fun? No, I'm not a fun. I'm not a, I don't find it fun. I find it. Well, uh, all right. If, if I, if I am to fun is such an arbitrary word. <laughs> it is though. So I guess I enjoy it, I yeah. guess, but I, I don't find, I don't say, Hey, for fun, I'm going to read a book. Like, nah, nah. <laughs> well, the, the nah. reason I ask that and how I kind of think about it, sometimes I'll read two books where I'll have yeah. my personal development book and then I'll okay. have like, 
my fun quote unquote right. book. So I, I'm really into like adventure, survival, mm. mountaineering. Like I love reading stories about people and these uh, from years and years, the last yeah. 50 to hundred years of like when they first climbed Mount Everest and like right. these crazy stories climbing K2. Like I love yeah. climbing books. Yeah. I don't know why, yeah. <laughs> but it just kind of lets my mind kind of chill out and not yeah. necessarily have to be like, okay, because also I'm reading before bed. So it's yeah. like, if I'm starting to drift off, it's kind of hard to take in a lot of the information. Right, right. Like, like I think I am, but as soon as you fall asleep, like you yeah. retain maybe a little bit. But got it, got it, got I'm it. just curious if there's any I, I, nonfiction or anything like that that you're yeah, into. Yeah, um, no, man, not, not not the reading piece. That's why I seeked out, you know, do, like attempting to learn how yeah. to DJ, yeah. you know, because I wanted, I wanted that thing that was separate from, you know, just, you know, reading or something from business-wise. Because for me, it's hard to differentiate like you know reading books that aren't going to help me in my career mm -hmm. like so when i when i when i'm reading this personal development book in reality i'm reading it to make me a better business person you know what i mean indirectly it makes me a better person in general but i still i guess my association with it is still work still business when i pick up the dj controllers it's purely like i'm a novice i don't know anything going on mm -hmm. i'm learning at the same time listening to some really dope music you know yeah. and so uh that's probably the fun factor but like so you say you're reading a book on like you know you said hiking like things like so what are you finding that you want to do these particular things oh yeah are you getting wanna, to that well, point yeah. <laughs> right now i have yeah. to do it through reading because my wife does not want me to start climbing mountains yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's just very dangerous. So like climbing mountains, like, whoa, Like bro. mountaineering. Like I want to okay. I want to climb Everest. I want to climb some yeah. of the, the world's biggest mountains. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. it's just extremely How's that dangerous. conversation with her, man? That's that's different. <laughs> it's something I'm, I'm okay just putting on the back burner for okay. now. Like okay. I totally understand. Like I'm in a season of life where I'm trying to build and provide for my family. Yeah. You know, maybe down the road when I'm like, Establish some 40 you know maybe yeah, yeah. even sooner than that yeah. but but that's that's tough too because you know yeah. i have my ambitions and like you know she kind of she has a lot of leniency because i do run 100 mile races and i'm starting to run yeah. these things that's like it takes a lot out of you right right um not to say they're that all that dangerous but it's just a lot it's depleting it's depleting it's it definitely is. physically and then depleting, like, yeah. she knows hey the next week or two after i finish a race I'm going to be a whole lot more dependent on her because I can't even really walk around the house, uh, you know, okay. things like that. Yeah. Um, so she, she does support me through, through all that kind of thing. But when it comes to starting to climb mountains and do more dangerous things, she, yeah. she's a little bit more. I hesitant. get that. I get that. I get that. Hey, yeah. that. That's another factor in terms of uh, pursuit of goals. You know, when, you know, you have people in your life that you truly, truly care about and that really have your back, yeah. but taking their opinion, into account when it comes to like you know your ambitions and how they affect the relationship which most right. a lot of people don't talk about that particular piece because like when we think of success we think of like all of the personal battles that we have to embark on but like mm -hmm. some of those personal battles are with other people mm -hmm. you know and they have nothing to do with your training or anything like that but they're greatly affected you know by like you know you pursuing this particular goal, man. It goes so, back yeah. to those difficult conversations that man. nobody wants to have and it gets put off, put off. Yes. And then you say, hey, yes. hey, honey, I signed up for yes. a mountaineering trip. She's yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you think about it like this, right? And, and I know, especially for like, you know, I can only speak from a man's point of view. We come across passions, you know, always, you know, and it could be every year, every other year or things that may spark a passion in us. And that person that you're with didn't know you in this phase of like mm -hmm. you 
wanting to try this thing. So this is something that they don't think about as you guys are getting together, as you guys get engaged, as you guys get married. And, you know, that is one of the unique positions of like relationships of saying, hey, how can I be with this person? but also allow them to grow into who they ultimately want to become. Even if it takes time away from me, that's tough. Bro, so glad that's you tough. brought that up. That's tough. Because I was not running a hundred milers when I yeah. met oh, my wife, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. This all happened in the last year, yeah, year yeah, and yeah. a half. Yeah. So she didn't know me in that, in, you know, well, she, she knew me, but I wasn't in that season of life. So yeah. that's been a huge transition for her too, to be like, okay, this is what we do now. He runs hundred milers like yeah. two, three times a year. Yeah. I just gotta be ready for it and know like that's what's yeah. coming. But again, it all goes back to that communication piece of like, this is so important to me. This yeah. is now one of my passions. Like I know mm -hmm. you maybe didn't realize that and yeah. I didn't even realize it back in the day, mm -hmm. but like, this is this is who we are. And so I, I need you to support me with this, but I also wanna reciprocate and say like, you know, I want to support you in these other yeah. passions too. So I want Honestly. to help you go and find out some of these other things and be there for, for you in those seasons of yeah. life uh, yeah. as well. But man, we're, we deal yeah. with that all the time. Yeah. That's one of the, one of the things that is challenging yeah. for us. Too. One of the, one of the, you, you mentioned something key at the end of your sentence that I think, you know, that I've learned, you know, throughout my, you know, time in relationships is like two people do have to have like individual aspirations outside of the relationship, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. like what you, what it does for you pursuing this goal of yours, it's more than what someone can quantify. It's the, it's the feeling, it's the, it's the lessons that you obtain along the way, things of that nature. I truly do feel if two people are challenging themselves in that way, it makes it easier to understand the other person. hundred percent. You know, when one person is being ambitious, outside of the relationship and another isn't in any kind of way, it makes it difficult for another person to understand that. And I think sometimes depending on the person, it makes it feel, it makes them feel as if like they're not a priority. Yep. When the reality is just like, no, like you're, you're definitely a priority. This right here though, is making me a better human being. Right. It's making me look at things differently. I'm learning things. I'm, I'm challenging it's myself. My cup it's filling my cup, right, right? which, that cup overflows into our cup. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a difficult thing for people to really understand, you know? That's another like, great yeah, point, man. Yeah. I think there's resentment that can be built and, and they're just being like, you're, you know, you're selfish, you're doing this, you're doing that. And you're not putting into us, you're putting into yourself, yeah. but you have to understand if I am not able to put into myself in this way, then I can't be the person you want me to be. You, I, I, and I can't because what's going to happen, like you said, eventually you're going to feel resentment toward that individual because like you're going to realize like this is my life as well. You know, and I truly think a supportive partner um, is a person that says, hey, like if this is important to them, like let me support them in this particular way, you know, or at mm -hmm. least give them the chance to partake in this passion and let's see where it goes. And most times you don't even see the possibilities of where it may go and how it could even benefit you, right. you know, as the, you know, so it's tough, man. That's the tough about, that's a, the aspect about like success that people don't talk about enough. You know what I mean? Like the climb getting there and the people that are involved in that mm -hmm. directly and indirectly. So. And having yeah. a supported partner is mm -hmm. a superpower. Mm -hmm. it, it is a truly a superpower to have another person behind you that yeah. like, believes in you as much as you do, mm -hmm. that can help propel you and push you through those times when yeah. you're going through the shit. Right, you know? well, trust me, man, I get it, <laughs> I get it, I get it. The support piece is, is is huge, man. So the fact that your wife like definitely supports you in that space, man, something to be grateful for, bro. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, for sure. For sure. I am phenomenally, tremendously grateful for yeah. her. Uh, before we get too far yeah. ahead, and I wanna wrap soon, cause I wanna be respectful of your time, coming nah, up on an hour. <laughs> 
do you have, I, I got to ask this, do you have like yeah. a top two, top three books that yeah. you don't have to get too far into it, but just curious if um, any like are so life-changing for you, like I, like, I oh, got to do For this sure, 100%. So for me, I will always put Think and Grow Rich up there. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is because like it was just the, the introduction to that type of uh, mindset in terms of like, you know, what you actually, your thought processes and the information that comes to you has a vast effect on how you operate in the world, you know, but everything starts from a thought process, mm -hmm. you know, and so you have to think it through and follow through on those things. And then, you know, as you follow through on those things, everything you want and all the things you desire will come to you. Um, I would say that my, the number two is, a, is it's a tie between quite a few books. I'm not going to lie. Um, the Alchemist. Have you heard of The Alchemist? Yeah, I love it. Love that book, man. One of my favorites for sure. Listen, The Alchemist is just like... <laughs> you got to read it. If you, 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 you have you have to read it. Um, the it's richest, so simple, it's, but it's so profound. So profound. Um, the Richest Man in Babylon. Have you read that mm -hmm. one as well? Mm -hmm. Another one. So these, like, so I will say those two books, um, not a fan of novels, but those are personal development novels though. Mm -hmm. So I will say those are some of the, the few novels that I've read. Um, and then um, Mastery of Love. Have you, uh, The Four Agreements, have you read that? I've read The Four Agreements. Okay, so the same author. Okay. So Mastery of Love, that same simple writing. And it's not so much about love and relationship sense. It's more about love of self and love of fellow man. And like that really helped me understand like, you know, what unconditional love is, you know, like I'll, I'll touch on the topic. And this, this always sparks debate or controversy, but I really do feel like this is key. So I, I personally feel like the only true unconditional love that you will have for a person is like when you have a child. And I say that in a respectful way. Like, I think we sometimes have been conditioned to say to our partners, I love you unconditionally. I get where it's coming from, from the romanticism side, but like loving someone unconditionally means that they can do anything to you and you are going to stay there and love them. I don't, I don't think you should be that way in a relationship. I think if you're mm -hmm. with someone and that person starts to disrespect you in a way that's unbearable, I think you should start talking about <laughs> some of the conditions in the sure. relationship, you know sure. what I mean? And so it's not to say that you can't love a person immensely. It's just that like, usually when you have a kid, so I have a four-year-old daughter, that kid can do, she can do anything she wants to me. And I'm going to like love on her no matter what. Like that's unconditional. Would that change as she becomes an adult? It could be depending on the severity of it. Um, but going back to the book, you know, it highlights that. And it highlights saying that like unconditional love should be the goal, but conditional love is important. Like, you know, like you can't allow people just to treat you any kind of way. So you need conditions on the love that you give, because if you're giving out love, it should be with someone that you trust, someone that you say, hey, I'm giving this, not returning, not with the expectation of anything coming back, because like I know it'll come back in different ways and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So um, mastery of love, definitely read like that's a that's a key one, key one, key one. Yeah. So yeah. I would say those four with the strong tie at number two for, yeah. for three. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I like that. I think this pod is going to resonate with a lot of my listeners, man, mm -hmm. because you're just so real. Again, it's just like easy to converse with you, yeah, but yeah. like you get so, and it's not like I'm trying to, but we just get deep on so many topics. Yeah. I think you and I hit it off really well. Absolutely. Uh, for anybody man. watching who maybe isn't familiar with you yeah. and wants to get linked up and start yeah. following your content, where can they find you? Uh, so usually, uh, so I'm at uh, Instagram at with Pat James. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook as well, Pat James as well, um, and also YouTube, uh, Pat James. Um, our company is Lab Two Forty Three. 
Um, and you mentioned earlier, we talked before we, I think where we rolled, I don't know if we were rolling or not yet. Um, I do have a, a podcast releasing. Um, yeah, talk on, to me a little bit yeah. about that. So the podcast is titled Leverage. And the reason why I titled it Leverage is because like, you know, for me, I feel like the reason why I'm in this possession now is because I leveraged you know, the mindsets of people, you know, I leveraged the information, I leveraged, um, you know, how people conduct themselves in different ways. I think that's how we grow. We leverage the information and the people around us. And so I wanted to do that thing, you know, that same very thing, you know, meet with and talk to and converse with some of, you know, the most amazing people that I've, that I've met here in Charlotte um, and really show, you know, another side of these individuals here in Charlotte, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what the industry may be. So um, that is set to release on January 2nd. I got to get you on there. We got to set a date, Absolutely. Um, you know, because like I, we, we do click very well, man. I think that we can talk about a lot of certain topics and give people um, a different way of just thinking on it, you know, and when you involve the health piece to it, it's just a plus, man. So like, I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to that, bro. Yeah. yeah. I get a ton out of our conversation. Yeah. Thank sure, you man. so much for, for coming sure, on. Man. I appreciate you. Of course, man. Of course, man. Definitely. And this guy here, man, bro, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge <laughs> Thanks, fan, bro. bro. I'm a huge fan. Keep keep Thanks, doing bro. your thing. Um, I love the consistency of it. I love like, you know, based on from based on the conversation we had at that coffee shop to now to where you're at and you committing to your what you said you were gonna do, like the coaching business is gonna be easy, bro. You're yeah. gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. Trust me, man. You're gonna be fine. Cool, man. But thank you for letting me on, bro. Yeah, I appreciate you. Of course, man. All my right. guy. That's my the guy. pod. Absolutely.